Welcome to the Beercast. My name is Richard. I hope you're all well. Uh, why are you laughing? I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> okay, hope you're all not well and having, having lots of problems. Um, today we're, we're going to drink some beers. If you haven't listened to us before, we're, we're in Edinburgh and we're going to drink a few beers and talk about them. With me is uh, Shovels, my right-hand man, quite literally. Yeah, I'm on the right this time. And his right-hand man is Grim. Yay! Uh, and seeing as, well we might come on to this maybe a bit later, but uh, Gruben is now officially a man of leisure, having having given two fingers to the man. He well, <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> not literally. Um, he's now uh, on, on, between roles, and so we sent him off to a local beer shop, charged with the idea of buying beers for a beer cast. And so this is beer cast forty two, Gruben's choice. That is indeed. And our first beer is Gruben. Uh, Green's uh, Herald, which uh, has the special distinction of being a gluten free ale. Yeah, we've not had a gluten-free beer on the Beercast before. Beercast is always uh, full fat and everything, not, nothing taken out. But uh, we'll come on maybe shortly in a while to why there are such things as gluten-free beers. But we you know very fizzy. Yeah, it's pretty fizzy. Ooh, yes. It's very expensive as well for a five hundred ml bottle. Three is it, pounds you, you, fifteen pence. Yeah, you is pay you pay for your uh, your anti-allergy. Yeah. as well. Does taking gluten out cost a lot of money? Mm, maybe it does. Who knows? Quite nice. Nice call to it. Uh, okay, so normally at this point I would tell people about the brewer, so uh, I'm going to hand over to my right-hand, right-hand man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's over there. <laughs> I couldn't find out much about the brewer, actually. They, weren't, uh, they couldn't find him on the internet. Uh, but... You mean in the, the 30 seconds? Yeah, the, 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 the 30-second prep that we did. Lots of research that I have done. Uh, however, I do know that this is brewed in Ghent, Belgium, for greens. Uh, where greens are based, I'm not so sure, somewhere in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's brewed to a closely guarded secret recipe. Uh, apparently most brew products employ uh, either the icing glass or gelatin based products in the clearing process. These guys don't, they use natural tannins. Not all, as well as being gluten free, it's actually suitable for vegans as well. So the vegans, yeah. Keep everyone happy. Also assured me there was no crustaceans in the in the beer no or celery, which is it's nice to know. Mm. Uh, they seem to brew six beers. Uh, they've all got names like Pathfinder and Quest and uh, Herald and, and Mission the and the kind of let's do a task kind of beers. So this is this is their ale. They do a, a lager and all kinds of other stuff as well. It smells like vegetables. And it smells of apple. It does. Yeah. It smells of pears. Apples. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not apples. Pears, apples. Yeah. You know. Fruity, fruity goodness. The, the lesser known vegetable apple. Yeah. Uh, and uh, why would you drink a gluten free beer, Richard? Uh, in case you have um, c- c- celery disease. <laughs> <laughs> Celeriac disease. Quailiac. Qu- Celiac disease. Celiac. Celiac. Uh, yes. That's it, yes. Which I presume just means gluten intolerance. Yeah. yeah, so if you have any kind of wheat, uh, you come out. I don't know what actually happens if people have celeriac so, so that, that disease. Because <laughs> they can't eat bread, they can't eat pasta, so they can't have wheat in their beer, so they have to have special beer. Yeah. Uh, just fair enough. Begs the question. If it was me, I'd probably just drink wine instead. But, mm. you know. It does. It, actually, it smells like cider. I've mm. not had a taste yet, but a bit. all I can smell is cider. Well, apparently, instead of barley, there's no barley or wheat in this, so mm. they, they use uh, sorghum, millet, buckwheat, brown rice, and so forth. And, and apples. Yeah, and apples. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they use uh, in the brewing process to, to get there. It does have a little cidery mm. tinge to it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, are we scoring this as a beer that tastes of apples, or if there is genuinely apples in this? Is it a kind of cross between beer? Uh, and I stuff? don't think there is apples. In Isn't it? There? Oh, no, okay. I don't think so. I well, think this is just the byproduct of the. What else do you say? Millet and what? Is it millet, sorghum, buckwheat, brown rice? Rice. Okay. Yeah. Well, well apparently you... they use rice in when in, in Budweiser. Well, I was going to say yes. Yes. <laughs> Any beer I know that has rice in it is Budweiser. Yeah. Brown rice though. It's a bit. bit oh, it's a bit more. It's a bit more processed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's so, an ale. It, yes. it says ale on the bottle. What, yeah, what's, and what's they do wrong? a lager as well, and you do well, you do six different varieties. Mm. So. What, what was your question? Uh, what's wrong? How, how strong? What strong is it? <laughs> what's strong? It's what's four strong. strong. <laughs> it's yeah, it's four strong. Four strong. Okay. Um, so hmm. yes, it's an album. But, um, but you're right. I mean, it is tough for people who can't because of their intolerances. They can't naturally handle the products in beer. So it's good that people are doing beer for them. I don't know what kind of market it is. What kind of uh, well, I only just spotted this in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I presume it's quite a new one. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, intolerances have been in the news for a few years now, so I'm sure yeah. they're some kind of wheat intolerant beer for them. Is this, this is healthier, do you think, then? No uh, gluten? Vegetarian? Does it make any difference? I don't know. If you want to be really healthy, you probably wouldn't It does have nutrition, nutritional value on the back, most of which is energy. We should compare it to the other beers we're having tonight and see how, uh, how it makes us feel. <laughs> <laughs> zero fat, 1.8 grams of carbohydrate, 0 0.2 grams of protein, 34 um, kilocalories. Yeah, so it's going to be lower in carbohydrate because it's got no mm. wheat in it. Yeah. Because Michelob do a low-carb beer mm. in, the, in the States, don't they? Yeah. It, that doesn't taste very good. It taste great. Well, a lot of them do, don't they? The, yeah, the, Ameri the big American crazy brewers, they do, yeah. Those are the ones that are advertised by... People running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, health beers. This is a health beer. It's isotonic. Isotonic beer. <laughs> this is what we've seen both drank from. Uh, but I beer. suppose if, if you're going to put this down in front of me and say it's a beer and then not say that it's gluten free or it's special for certain special, not, not special people, certain people with intolerances. Special people. Uh, if you gave me this as a beer, I would say it's not that amazing. No, I'd say it tastes a bit like apple. Yeah, yeah. it does. But, you know... It's got a, it's a strange cider crossbreed. It is fizzy, too, which you maybe mm. imagine a cider to be... If you told me it was a new fruit beer, I'd drink it and probably quite like it. It's, it's okay. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's, well... We don't usually... Marshall's mentioned this already. You don't usually mention price in the beer mm. cast, but it is markedly more expensive than... Yeah, than most than other stuff out ...average there. beer. So yeah. The, the doors just... <laughs> This happened last time the door opened. I mean, <laughs> I've got a ghost in this flat. Also, guys. Opening doors. Yeah, um, £3.15 for a bottle of beer. Yeah. I'm sure we spent about £10 on that mm. bloody bottle of brewed in the ocean beer. Atlantic that was beer, well yeah. worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> More of Brewdog later. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> that was the beer that broke you. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. I, mm, I don't know. It's just. Underwhelming. Yes, there's no. I it's wouldn't fizzy, appley, underwhelming beer. Yeah, you wouldn't go out your way to drink it <clears throat> unless you are gluten intolerant. I feel. I, I think if I was, if I had to choose between this and wine, I would drink wine. Yeah, that's a pretty damning indictment. Oh, I don't know if you. Not saying you, wine is bad. I mean, no, but if you, if you grown up, <laughs> grown up drinking beer, that's <laughs> <laughs> all good yeah. Yorkshire boys do. Yeah. Um, when I grow up, I happen to want to drink beer. 
Cooking wine. Cooking wine. I forgot what I was going to say now. It wasn't very important. No. Not a nice label. Has it? Has it really? <laughs> Not really. Are it's we, are we stretching? It's got a glow to I thought. It kind of yeah. No glow. It does make it look like a kind of cheap cider cordial. <laughs> looks like yeah. a corpse own brand. Mm. And it's got the gluten-free symbol, which looks like someone, uh, like a sheaf of wheat being scythed on the left-hand side. Well, it is being scythed out of the Out of beer, yeah. No beer. It, make, it makes you think how important wheat and other products like that are, are to beer, because you take them out and it's very hollow. It's got a very hollow taste. Mm. Okay. I don't know. They've obviously had to put all these other things in that I've never heard of to kind of compensate for that. And they all give little tastes and little flavours, but... Um, it, it does taste like a very sharp, apple beer with, with not much really going for it. Yeah, is that the, um, the bar, taking the barley out? Is that what yeah. you yeah. think the main thing? Yes, yeah, that's in almost every beer that we've mm-hmm. had, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so maybe they just do a beer that's just got hops and water in it. Hmm. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, Prude Budo probably did that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what this tastes like. It tastes like a nice, cheap cider, if that's not the Loxy Mine. Mm. Mm. You're not far off there, actually. Imagine, a, imagine like the the cheap ciders that you get that aren't the real ailey kind of Perry's. Yeah, Thunderbird, White Lightning. That kind of stuff. If you take the harshness out of the, that, it kind of tastes like that's that. a mm. terrible recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a step up from Tramp cider. Yeah, <laughs> it's strong, a strong bulb without without the sweetness. So red greens can keep their secret recipe. Put that in my <laughs> But, you know, I mean, they're doing a service. People who are gluten intolerant, yeah. who, who like beer, they, they get a beer to drink. And I'm sure we're not tarring all gluten-free beers with this bush. I'm sure some of them are nice. Uh, yeah, possibly. I've, I've never had any. I'm not sure I want to find out now. Uh, no. I, I, like I said, yeah. It's the, yeah. Is there any point? Anyway, I think we're about eight or nine minutes. So yeah. that is Green's Naturally Gluten-Free Herald. So yeah, yeah. who would like to score? I haven't decided yet. Me? Okay, let's go. Oh, okay. I'm going to give that a four and a half because it's it's interesting, but it's not particularly nice. It, it tastes, as I said, tastes a bit hollow as if there's something missing, which of course there is, clearly. Um, but I think what they have replaced it with isn't as nice and it doesn't make a, a good contribution. So I'm going to give that a four and a half. I've decided now. I'm going to give it three. Because it's a cider. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nice one at that. Okay. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'll probably give it five. Because it's alright, but like we've already said, it's, you take the barley out of beer, it's not as good. There's a reason why barley was chosen to do it, is to make beers forever. Mm, yeah. It's a good example of that. Absolutely. Okay, so that was our first beer in Grievance Choice. Uh, our gluten-free, maybe the last gluten-free beer you'll find on the beer cast. Unless we, maybe we should try another one later just to compare. Yeah. That, might, that might be a bad bottle, you don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, none of us have ever had one before. So that was that. And when we come back, we'll have our second beer, which uh, is from the United States of America. Uh, can you look at my dongle? Uh, hello and welcome back to BeerCast. Uh, I think this is going to be BeerCast number 42, so I can come out and say the number. 42, can you believe it? We're, no. we're rapidly approaching 50. I promise you. Anyway, uh, this is Left Hand Brewing Company's Juju Ginger Ale, I believe. 
Yes, indeed it is. And shovels struggles to get the top off. <laughs> I always do. It's a problem with me. We've only had 42 beer casts. Uh, I've got some stuff about Left Hand, because we had one of their beers on before, uh, when we did our Imperial Stout special. We had their Imperial Stout, which was 10.2%. percent must be the most punishing beer I've ever had on a beer yeah. caster. It was. It was seriously strong. It was very nice. Well, it was kind of nice. But this is uh, a ginger. Is it ginger? It's a ginger beer, an actual... An actual ginger, 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 beer. ginger beer. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading out the history of the Left Hand Brewing Company and being accompanied by lots of titters from most notably Tom the Hotmeister, who's not with us today, unfortunately. Um, well, he's still, he's not, he's just not on the panel. He's not passed on. Because um, it was founded by a man called Dick Dorr and his friend, <laughs> and his friend Eric. <laughs> and they met in a meatpacking factory. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of thing. Oh, yes. Oh, brilliant. So, hello to them, if you're listening. Uh, apologies for our, our uh, Frankie Howard-style humour. Um, and they, they, they put their brewery in Longmont, which is just near Denver, I believe, in Colorado. Uh, and this is, uh, I think, well, Gruden, on you go. <laughs> what? What, why, why did you pick this? Oh. Well, no, I thought it would be interesting. Left time we'd had the beer before, which was a crazy one. Mm-hmm. It's an actual ginger beer. Ale brewed with ginger, so I had to know... If it tasted of ginger, I like ginger, incidentally. Mm, yeah, it's great. Any smell and ginger on the aroma? I can't get much. No, not really. You don't get a huge amount of taste either, to be honest. It's kind of a sweet gingery, mm. almost sticky in the aftertaste. Mm. But there's no stickiness, obviously. It lingers in a sweet kind of caramel pie kind of way. It's oh, caramelly okay. rather than gingery, I would have said. There's definitely a hint of ginger there. Anything good in the bottle through that? No. Brewed and bottled by the Left Hand Brewing Company, Longmont, Colorado. That's enlightening. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. Ingredients, water, malted barley, organic ginger root, hops, yeast. Organic ginger root? Mm. Yeah, there's a bit of ginger. I, I it's think, mild. Yeah, but, I expected more mm. of a kick. Mm. But it's kind of good in a way that it, it doesn't have that kick because yeah. that kind of subtle ginger... Playing delightfully across the palate. Quite a go. You'll be writing for the Guardian before you know it. <laughs> and yeah, it's very nice actually. It reminds me of a ginger pig that was on draft. It had that kind of smooth gingery taste like this has. Actually, yeah, you get the ginger at the back of your mouth. Mm. It kind of builds up a little bit. Maybe for a listener who doesn't know, what what is ginger pig? Um, it's a beer. I can't remember who brews it because I forgot to look when I was walking out. Is that we're, we're never off duty on the beer test. We are it was, never it was in Cheltenham. Oh, right. I found a pub that did um, decent beer. Not Cheltenham. Where am I working? Chesterfield. Chesterfield, yes. But don't stalk me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy went, I asked him what he recommended and he said, have a ginger pig. It's going to go off soon. So. <laughs> it's a good recommendation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not it's going to go off, but the barrel's going to be finished soon. All right, okay. Have it, and yes, it's very, very nice. Uh, I can't remember, but I think we may have had a ginger beer or gingerish beer on the beer cast before. But I, I think we have. Yeah. Memory fails me at this moment. I think it was sharper ginger than this. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Yeah, there's there's a touch of sweetness to this, which it means the ginger doesn't overpower it totally. Oh, we did. It was um, Naylor's ginger beer from Yorkshire. Oh, yeah. We did our Yorkshire special. Yeah, it was a great beer that one. It was. It was actually okay. Yeah, that was more of a gingery taste to it. Than this one. Yeah, it's okay. 
Well, it's got, it has a, ple- a pleasant tingling sensation, I, I think. The more you drink of it, yeah. it's, it comes on. How, how strong is it? Uh, I think it's another 4%. 4%. 4%. Great. Yeah. It's a, it's a weak beer cast tonight. Until the end. Oh, until the end. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait. Good job. Oh, yes. Shumbles was out partying again last night. He's a machine. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be now all week. What, what, what club did, did, did you find yourself in? Studio 24. Mm. With the young'uns. It was banging upstairs was kind of sixties um psychedelia stuff. Downstairs was banging industrial um heavy metal. Hey. <laughs> two things close to all your heart, I'm sure. Yeah. So we spent our time evenly before between the two. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, there was more girls upstairs in the kind of sixties music bit. Surprise. Surprisingly. Yeah. And downstairs were lots of young no, long haired guys, men. <laughs> hairy men. Sweaty. And bumping into each other. Did they serve any real L's at Studio 24? Um, I'd be surprised. No, I don't think they do. Hmm. Is that the place to sell for your ass market? No, uh, no, it's the one down Carlton Road, right? Say the venue. Right, where the venue was? Yeah, if you go go to the venue. Ah, oh, yeah, down. no, I, I know. Yeah. Around the bottom towards Hollywood Palace. Yeah, anyway, I, I, I wasn't out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have a little bit of a hangover. No, I was watching X Factor. <laughs> Which you're missing. I'm missing now. It's on. Well, it's on eight. So. No. Let's wrap this up quick, <laughs> shot then. All right, I give uh, this a seven five four. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> um, yeah. So Shivels is uh, feeling a bit uh, gentle, shall we say? But we've got some nice, easy, low, uh, low ABV beers for you. Yeah, this is on the plate juice. In fact, when. <laughs> Not that it's, it's my wish to name and shame beer cast panelists, but only managing one warm up beer, that means you must have had a big night. Yeah, yeah, one warm up beer. A Penland IPA, which is very nice. Yeah. That was uh, extremely nice, actually. I would yeah. take that in a heartbeat over these. Out of these two. Yeah. <laughs> He's punching on. No, no offense, no offense, Grant. Thanks for You're rubbish. Don't let him go on. Yeah, you can have podcast eighty four. <laughs> and go oh, get some more. Then. Okay. <laughs> I quite like it though. Yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah, I quite like it as well. It's right. It is because ginger can't overpower anything. Um, it, it is nicely subtle. I was expecting a real sharp. You know, when you have like homemade ginger beer, it's mm. like really sharp, mm-hmm. busting. I expected that, mm. but it's uh, they've toned that down a lot from that. It's kind of the right side of honey beer. Yeah, there's a bit of honey in there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if there is or not, but it tastes, tastes a bit. It's the sweetness they yeah. put in with the ginger. It's not added, no, but I think, yeah, it's the, the ginger. The natural sweetness of the ginger. Mm. Oh, yes. Should we score it? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first again. Right. Uh, I'm going to give that a four. <laughs> um, of stay tuned listeners come back after the break a number between one I'm going to give that a five because it is nice but I, I don't like ginger beers particularly unless they're I'm still not a fan I'm not, I'm not won over by alcoholic ginger beer not because I've not had good ones this is nice the, the Nailers one from, from Yorkshire that was nice even though it's from Yorkshire um, but I, I just don't. I just don't particularly. It doesn't appeal to me to have an alcoholic ginger beer. I, lo- I love ginger beer. It's great. I love ginger beer always. Fantastic. 
That's enthusiasm. Yeah. But I, as a beer, it doesn't do it for me. None of them do, so I'm going to give it a five. Five. Well, I'm going to give it a ten. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven because it's it's very nice. And I would, if I saw that in the pub, I would probably have that again. So I would give it a seven. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Uh, 6.5. Oh, five. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, I like it. <laughs> Why is that? I like That's it. Any score over 5 is a likeable score. It's alright. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's a drinkable beer. Um, okay, so that, that was our second beer. Uh, Left Hand Brewing Company's Juju Green Ginger Ale. So something popped on our, on our amazing little keyboard. <laughs> Uh, and when we come back, well, we're going to go all BrewDog for the rest of this podcast. We've got a couple of very interesting BrewDog beers, and we've got lots to say about BrewDog. So. Yeah. We will see you soon. Ta-ra! <laughs> Ta-ra! <laughs> Are you back? Uh, can you look at my dongle? Okay, uh, welcome back to our third beer. And, uh, Gr- Gr- uh Yes, it's uh, BrewDog's Nanny State, which uh, we've been in the news a bit of late mm. and we've talked about it quite a bit as well so I'm glad we finally managed to get some in the bottle oh it's darker than I thought it was mm. uh, Richard you have lowdown on any state sure. I do indeed uh, yeah thank you Grant <laughs> and then we'll have Paul with the weather uh, yeah, it's going to be shit <laughs> uh, Boodog we've had Boodog on the beer cast before several times their hardcore IPA got to our first ever beer of the year show and very nice it is too thank you uh, they started up operations in April 2007, so they're a pretty new brewer in Fraserburgh in northeast of Scotland by two 25-year-old friends called James Watson and Martin Dickey, and they put all their savings into a 10-barrel plant in an industrial estate. And they, they take pride in brewing completely different beers. They're very, uh, I would say they're very North American-centric in their attitudes to brewing. They see themselves as craft brewers first and foremost, and they, they always try and push the boundaries back. <laughs> There's some great faces on my right. Um, they're, they're constantly trying to do different things. They, they, they hate the fact that the British brewing scene is dominated by breweries who oh usually my. put out kind of four, four and a bit percent session beers. Uh, I think they, they did our record as saying that they. <laughs> when, you, when you sniff it too close, it goes up your nose. That they, they, they started off a brewery because they were fed up with drinking boring beer. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> it. Oh, Carry on. Sorry. No. I was just wondering whether I can drink it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so bitter. It's like drinking lemon juice. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay, this is a protest beer. Um, it started off when they, they brewed uh, a beer called Tokyo, which is 18%. The strongest beer available in the UK. Uh, they got a lot of uh, controversy, a lot of press about this because it was six units in a 330ml bottle. Uh, and of course the Daily Mail and everybody else got on their backs about it. The Portman Group, who are the, the industry regulators, had a go at them for this. So they decided to brew a beer that was 1.1%. So, But to offset that, they put a huge amount of hops in it. I, I, I saw on their website, I don't know if it says on the bottle, but this was touted at being theoretically 260 IBUs. Uh, it's theoretically because IBU scale only goes up to around 100. But they've, they've really, really, really made this as punishing as they can possibly be. 
Unfortunately, I don't have any comments. I know uh, James Watt wrote, has written a lot about Nanny State and about how deliberately punishing it was. And they set out to make it incredibly punishing. So this is a protest bit because at 1.1%, it's underneath the minimum allowance for beer for duty. So it does not qualify as a beer. Yeah, I guess what is it, a chandler beer? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but none of us have had this before. So uh, I've, I've talked for quite a while. So you guys talk and I'll, I'll sniff and it smells like Ribena. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Wow, that's really... Oh. Which is a nice smell. It reminds, it reminds me a bit, a bit of my childhood. It smells like off-Ribena. It's got <laughs> that kind of... The, the fruitiness and then that kind of... That horrible astringency. You're you just... I'm not going to say slipping that in a whole time. <laughs> when, when I can. When I can, yeah. Um. I want to see your face after you drink Oh, goodness. Okay, I'm going to have a big slip. We've got, we got two bottles of this, so... I might only drink one of them. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's really bitter. It is like lemon juice. Oh, it's getting worse. I don't know. After a few, your mouth becomes numb. Yeah, I Actually, don't think it's it's not as it, to be honest. It's not as crazy, crazy, crazy no. as they might have made out it to be. I think because the other one got, that they do is crazy. It's right? got so little alcohol that it's just got no. It's got no real kick. Yeah. It's just kind of. It just pops yeah. then. Water, this is this is the gluten-free beer that's just hops and water, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Well, they, they brewed another beer called How to Disappear Completely, which was their Imperial Mild, so that they, they put a huge amount of hops into it. I can't remember offhand what percentage it is. It's, it's nowhere 3. near. 3.5 or something. 3.9 yeah. or something like that. And as, as you said, we tried that, and I wrote a piece about it, and that, that was... That, that was It tasted... I don't know. It tasted bitterer than this. Yeah, it did. Mm. This just tastes like... It's, there's almost like a coffee taste to it. Yeah. There's that kind of real hot, biting, hot bitterness. With no alcohol to offset it, there's no sweetness to offset it. It's just pure. It's like drinking a glass of hops, hop juice. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really is. Because yeah, usually, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You usually yeah. get the kind of back off the alcohol. Kind yeah, of offsets it. We don't have that. So yeah. It just kind of fades away and leaves a really kind of, you know, as if you just had loads of lime juice in your mouth. Yeah. Should we really be reviewing this, thinking that it is just a protest beer and it's taking the piss? True. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe that should be a topic for another discussion. Yeah, you you can comment to that on our, on our website. <laughs> should <laughs> we be debate? Then. Should we be reviewing this? I it's a beer. It's a beer that is on the market, though. So yeah. Maybe. Is it a beer? Because it's one point one percent. I mean, I've read lots of reviews of this on other beer websites, and the opinion does seem to be united that it is not a nice beer, but it's a kind of beer that if you had a lot of i.e. number of bottles over a while, you would gradually get to like it. Mm. But for the casual beer drinker, it is not nice. And it was brewed in a fit of pique against the Portman Group, who they've had a long-running battle with ever since they started about the aggressiveness of their labels. And they are undeniably an aggressively marketed company. Sometimes the detriment... We've, we've talked about Brudo before, about how some of their beers are spot on and some of their beers take it too far. And, and suffer as a result. Yeah. Mm. Now, I've got a lot of time for Brewdog in the sense that um, they do brew some really nice beers. I really like their Trashy Blonde. I think it's a really nice beer. Mm -hmm. And uh, Punk IP is all right. Hacker IP we've covered. And a couple That's others nice. as well. But they brew too many. They're, they're churning them out all the time. And yeah. they, a lot of them, I don't think they've thought them through well enough. Well, I don't know. I mean, because mm. they're so... Um, they, they brew so much. I mean, they, they, they yeah. just churn out all kinds of amazing things. And, we're recording this at the start of November, so happy Christmas. 
Um, <laughs> but they've just put out a beer for November, their seasonal beer, so which I'd love to try. Um, November. So, November. November, yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they're so prolific compared to other brewers. So you've got, to, you've got to give them compliments for that. Um, this particular beer was, as I say, it's a protest beer, but they're releasing it on, on the public and there are going to be people out there who like some Brewdog beers and try this and think, mm. well, that's, that, that's not, not for me at all. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I actually saw this beer so, on tap. I'm just wondering whether the expletive comment is now on there. Well, I, I can blame that out. <laughs> you sorry, you uh, yeah, I actually saw this on tap in a, a mm. pub in Edinburgh, a really old pub called the Bull Bar. Yeah. And um, I can imagine, because it's, it's got 1.1% on the, the, the tap. Imagine people end of the night going, oh, you know, got any more alcohol, uh, have, a, have a go at this. And mm. then just going, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Mm. If they weren't used to it. So I can see a lot of unfinished pints there. Uh, I don't mind it. I quite like really bitter stuff. Yeah, but a lot of people don't. So a lot of people just think it's the worst thing ever. Mm. I'm wondering why this was worse. This is not as bad as have disappeared completely. I can't quite remember. It's the Ribena, something to do with that smell. Whatever they've done to get mm. the Ribena and stuff, taken away a lot of the bitterness. Yeah, because they can't. I I know they said right. We we brewed this and it's going to be horrible and just take the piss. But you must have thought about it enough to make it drinkable. Mm. You can't just put in another shovel of hops and go, ha, ha, ha. This is the craziest thing <laughs> ever. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine him just standing Although, there. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Although perhaps maybe they did. I know apparently the, the guy I was speaking to in the beer shop uh, when I bought this. Uh, Cornelius, an Easter Virgin, yeah. might as well give him a message. Yeah, give him, give him a heads up, yeah. <laughs> Did we get anything back from them? No. Oh. Any okay. beer, Mr. Cornelius? <laughs> no, it's a good shop. Uh, and he was saying that the first attempt to put Nanny State in the bottle totally failed. It was just horrible, and something went wrong with it fundamentally. So they had to actually change it a little bit for what it was right. on the tap to get it into the bottle. Hmm. Didn't what was the was. bottle doing? Was it exploding? I or? don't know. I think it just it just wasn't the way they wanted it. It wasn't keeping. Yeah. Well, they've done that before. They changed the recipe for was it Ruination? Uh, hard, yeah. Hardcore IPA. They changed that recipe again. Yes, so that obviously they, they have a lot of quality control. They're not they're not shy to pull beers and that, change them and put them out again. Mm. And they got rid of um, oh god, they got rid of replace one of their beers and put another beer out. And it's is it punk IPA they got rid of? And you went, oh, I can't remember. I need to, I need to do more, <laughs> more prep. incisive, uh, incisive fact. It's been a long afternoon. It has been a long afternoon. Watched the football, had some food. Uh, they got rid of one of their lagers. Not it wasn't punk IPA. It was their lager they got rid of and they replaced it with seventy seven because the the original lager um, wasn't. Just wasn't as good as they thought it could be. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult to score it actually. Yeah. What what do you do? Hung over man, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nanny state, Nanny the hungover st- man. <laughs> Nanny state, the hair of the dog you require. Yeah, if you have one of these when you woke up with a hangover, because the alcohol. Just a slight amount of alcohol to get you going. The bitterness would wake you up. It would just yeah. be... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. coffee. Yeah. It's like Lucozade for the hungover. That's how they should market it. But I, I just don't think it's that nice. No, it's brutalizingly bitter for most palates. I think it gets better. I'm still tasting it, even though I finished it about yeah, three minutes ago. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we open the one? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 can, no, you can if you want. But, um, uh, no, I think that's enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've barely had enough of it. The latest thing on Brewdog is that um, they, they've got 
the beer that caused this controversy, which resulted in Nanny State, Tokyo, it has been banned, has been banned now by the Portman Group. As of yesterday, now I stress I haven't checked the internet or the, at all since I found it was banned on Friday afternoon. Um, but I, I believe, allegedly, the uh, it was banned because of a complaint from a member of the public who complained that um, it was too aggressive in its marketing and being at 18%, it was too much. Uh, but I've seen on the website of Brewdog that the member of the public who complained was Brewdog had brewer changed that. He complained himself about his own beer to the Portman Group in order to get it banned. For marketing reasons. Right, okay. Because he, he tweeted on, on Twitter that how to, how to market beer and he put a link to himself posting a letter to the Portman Group about this disgraceful beer, anonymously, obviously, which has now been banned. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's probably got to develop, maybe. Um, but as a result of all that, this came out with Nanny States. It's certainly, I would urge everybody to try it if they like beer because it's an example of what you can do if you take out something and ramp something else up. Is it nice? No. Is it a beer? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to give that a three. That's yes, yeah, quite a I'm going to be more generous and give that a six. Yeah. Just because. Just there you go. Yeah, I think I'd give it six as well. Uh, yeah, it's from my palate, which is I quite like bitter stuff. I've got a problem with it. Yeah. That's bang on fifty percent. Okay, so that that is Brew Dogs Nanny States. They're insanely hopped Imperial Mild at one point one percent. And when you come back, we're gonna have our final beer, which is also a Brew Dog beer, but it's one something they've brewed in conjunction with another brewer, and it is not one point one percent. It's, it's, look at it, you can see it over there menacing in the corner. It's, it's most certainly is not one for me. Okay, so when you come back, we'll have a final bit and uh, you can you can go home. <laughs> oh, get off the train and go to work. I, I still can't do my legs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> still need to link school. <laughs> when we come back, you can go. Uh, can you look at my dongle? Uh, hello, once again. I'd rain any clothes guys band down, that would have been good. Right, uh, on you go. All right, there we're back. We're back, yes, hello. With uh, our final beer, which is? Uh, Basna, which mm. is, Basna. Uh, what's it called? It is a Belgian style, a black Belgian style double IPA by Brewdog in conjunction, in mashup with uh, Stone Brewing from San Diego, California, I believe. Yeah. And we're all big fans of Stone Brewery because they, they produce some amazing beers. Yeah, I've had... Two of Stone Brewer's beers, which I thought were absolutely brilliant. Well, a lot of time for them. <laughs> and we'll see how they get on in conjunction with uh, Brewdog. Uh, I know that they do have this exchange program uh, currently, Brewdog and Stone. Thank you. They, um, they, Brewdog and Stone have exchanged head brewers and they've gone over for a few weeks to learn new techniques. Uh, Sounds a bit like baby's nappies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, wait a minute, what's that? You're breaking it up. Yeah. Mm. It not smell of too much. So it's a kind of, I, I, it's a smell that probably belies its uh, taste yeah, it's and... Um, Which is 8.6. I must say this has a, a kind of devilish logo with the stone kind of gargoyle thing mm. and a black bottle and it's very black all around and generally menacing, menacing. and sparing. 
Interesting. It looks like a porter. It's got a nice kind of creamy porter head. It's like a porter as well. Mm, it does. It looks like a strong porter. Imperial stout, you might say. Oh, that's right. Doesn't taste like an IPA. Mm. It's hoppy like an IPA. Yeah. <coughs> there's, there's a bit of the double the alcohol at the back. The bit of double. But, yeah. Mm, it's an interesting one, that. Yeah, yeah it fades away. Mm. Stays at the top of the mouth for a long time, but the rest of it just subtly fades away. Yeah, we've not had shovels on the podcast for a, a couple of episodes, and we've not had any mouth chart. No, I'll bring it back. <laughs> Represent the, the, we, the we, chart. We were just saying that the nanny state, that's definite back of the mouth. Back of the mouth, top Destruction of the mouth. Destruction all around. Yep. Also, we've not had any bottle reading, so maybe you want to read out the bottle and tell no, us what, what, what bash, bash, bash noise. That's bash what was the bunch of bubbles. It's basher, a basher. Yeah. Um, what does it mean? Yes. What indeed does it all mean? Honestly, meaning, of course, it's elusive <laughs> and elusive. It can't or shouldn't be found on this bottle, should it? I'm not. I'm not even going to bore people with it. It yeah. can skim through. It's mm. nonsense. I wish you got two bottles of this and one bottle of Nanny State. Yeah, probably should have done. I was going for strength, but <laughs> perhaps should have thought about it in niceness. Anyway, we're now uh, well. At the moment, this is the start of November. I'm guessing you're probably going to hear this towards the end of November, which would mean, I would think, hopefully the next beer cast would be our Christmas edition and then our Beer of the Year show. And currently, as it stands, we have a stone beer in our final four for our Beer of the Year show. And I, well, unless something truly astonishing happens in our Christmas edition, I think... Uh, Can't Ru- see that. <laughs> I think Ruination IPA is going to be in our, in our Beer of the Year show. Uh, stone, they're a brewer of high esteem, definitely. Um, uh, I don't think it's any secret that uh, James and Martin modelled Breezog on Stone when they took off. Uh, because Stone, they're continually doing different new things. They market very aggressively. They've got a very aggressive symbol with the, with the gargoyle demon thing. Um, so it was, I guess it was natural that they would kind of go into conjunction and swap brewers. And I'm not sure... Uh, do you know anything about this? Do you know what what each brewery added to this? No, no, I don't have any details on it at all. I, I know that Brewdog uh, Stone have beers that they send to Brewdog and Brewdog mature them in whiskey casks mm. and then release it. I know that's, that's some arrangement they have. I don't know whether this was done. Well, um, this is, t- it says product of Scotland. Mm. That's all it says. Uh, no, brew down bottle by Brewdog. Yeah. So they are. They have. They obviously brew it here, but uh, with input so, from stone. Yeah, so that's kind of beer they finished because yeah. they, they have paradox and all those other uh, okay barrel aged whiskey beers. But uh, this one doesn't taste of any kind of whiskey stuff. It's just a pure. Why is it Belgian? What's the Belgian quality? I don't know. No. You get any Belgian taste this? No, it's because no. it's really strong. It's really, yeah, I'm not not sure. I, I'm liking it. I'm going off it. Yeah. It's a strange one. Have the bottle. Thank you. It's it gets sweeter, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's very hoppy, and it's very pottery. And I'm not. I'm not sure whether I like that. That. Mm. Eat one thing, not the other. Maybe this is just a, this is what a Belgian whatever it is. Could be Belgian double. I've had we've had, we've had Belgian doubles before. They're kind of strong, crappy, kind of dark beers. Um, I think they maybe tried they tried to merge merge that with an IPA. Yeah. But you like it. What, I do. What do you like about it? Uh, I like it because it's um got the strength. Uh, 
there's that nice alcohol kick afterwards, coupled with the sweetness. I think really I like it because the last three beers we've had tonight have all been missing a certain constituent. Alcohol. Well, well, the last one was missing alcohol. Yeah, the uh, the ginger one was missing beery stuff, beery taste. It was just <laughs> yeah, beeriness. It tasted like weak ginger beer, and the first one just was missing half of the ingredients of beer. So <laughs> maybe it's because this one has got everything in it and more. I'm kind of liking it a bit. Mm. I think if you put this with other Belgian dark beers or dark Belgian style beers, I don't know how it would compare. But maybe, well, maybe what I'm trying to say is it's 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 being artificially inflated for me because of the other beers we've had tonight. Maybe, yeah, but maybe. Uh, uh, it's a great dark taste. It's very warming. It's it's got a nice sweetness. It's not too cloying. Yeah, I, I do like it. I do. Getting it. Quite a nice. Quite a lot to take. It's quite chewy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've kind of even it's more than even stronger beers. I found easier yeah. to deal with than that. Mm. Quite a, quite hard work. It's quite heavy. It's because of the sweetness. Mm. Because you, we, I mean, like say the the ten percent uh, double stats that we had that's just pure you get the pure alcohol whack at the end yeah. whereas this it, you got the alcohol first and then the sweetness comes on at the end yeah you got a sweet molasses-y nature yeah and it's quite viscous as well mm. some long words coming out tonight viscous alright <laughs> I'm going to have to bring a dictionary next time I've got one to swallow some of rest I'm, ge- <laughs> I'm guessing this is not as good for the hangover as the others <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> well, no, obviously, because it's stronger. But, um... What time are you up tomorrow? <laughs> 6 a.m. Oh, actually, maybe 5.30. Maybe skip breakfast and get it on the train. I've just got my, my the original quotes here from Grant for Hardcore IPA back in 2008. Smells of cottage cheese. <laughs> Oh, that were my glory days. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Back in the day. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't smell like Well, Hawker IPA was 9%, so this is this is much... What, it's, what, 8.6? It's, okay, it's a bit less, but... 0.4%. <laughs> Not that much. It doesn't taste 8.6%. No, it? I mean, it's... No, it's difficult to... It's difficult to, to, to pin it down, really, I think. Yeah. But but the, the sweetness does complement the alcohol, definitely. Mm. It's, it's balanced. It's a balanced beer. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure it's to my taste. Actually, yeah, I need to try more of Brewdog's stronger beers because, uh, as we said before when we first talked about them, some of their beers they do, I guess, they don't do session beers, but stuff like um, Punk IPA and 77, the other kind of slightly lesser strength beers, are really nice. So we get those quite a lot. But we can tend to avoid the kind of paradox and all the, the, the stronger, stranger, weirder beers. So I think maybe we should maybe we should investigate a bit more some of those other beers they do. Certainly on the basis of this, but not on the basis of that. <laughs> he says pointing at Nanny Stick. Pointing at Nanny Stick. Yeah. Hmm. What else to say on this one? No, okay, we can score. Another word about Brewdog, actually. One of those, if you noticed the other day, that they have floated themselves on the stock market. That's right, I was going to say that. Which one thinks uh, is going to lead to them at some point selling off the brand mm. and possibly making it rubbish. Mm. Who knows? Selling out. Who knows? Just a, a, an exercise in making money. <laughs> that, was, that was cynical. Discuss. In case you didn't quite pick that up. Uh, you wonder why they would do that, though. I think it's a natural progression for them, isn't it? Because they've they've come on the scene in two years. They've there is no brewer in Scotland 
who has talked about more than Brugel. No, nope, indeed not. In fact, combined, none of the other brewers have talked about more than Brugel. To their good, to their good or to their detriment. But they've they've launched themselves in the stock market. They've taken on these two men who were the figureheads behind uh, the Sky Vodka brand, and they made that into a multi-billion-dollar company. And they've take, they've gone on to Brewdog and they've decided to launch themselves. They actually had a, a launch party which we we, we couldn't attend unfortunately. Um, the only problem is, I think, is that the minimum share price purchase is two hundred and thirty, I think, it's either two thirty or two sixty pounds. Mm. So that would put off kind of smaller investors, beer fans, particularly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But people who know about stocks, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it seems like a fair pump. They're getting a lot of publicity, especially now they've had their strongest beer ban. That'll be in the Daily Mail again this week, I'm sure. Um, and the share price will rise, and yeah, well, good luck to them. Yeah. Will they sell out? I, I don't know. Who knows? Who can say? Indeed. Yeah, it's, I, I was surprised they would do that so early in the yeah. country. That's it's not, maybe not something I would do, but then again, I'm not them. Well, I've never, I never will be in that situation. <laughs> so. For two men who constantly pound on about their principles, I, I, I'd be surprised if this led them to... Yeah, eventually, yeah. But you never maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, you never maybe know. they just want to expand the company to a, yeah. a world-spreading uh, yeah. beer, which is fine. It's certainly true that you don't get many of their beers on tap in certainly in Edinburgh compared to rare. But it's because they don't have a massive corporation behind them yeah. like Scottish and Newcastle, who are pushing Dukas everywhere in the UK. Yeah, mm. you you wouldn't. Well, I mean, I'm sure as a guest there, they would have some of their beers on, but you wouldn't expect to go and see like. Riptide or any of the other beers down in somewhere in the South England. No, absolutely not. Well, maybe we do. I don't know. We don't live in the South England, but you know. Who knows? Okay, so maybe okay. we should uh, wrap that up. That was Bashar. 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 B A S H A H. We'll keep with tradition. You've been scoring first all, all night. Okay, uh, I'm going to give that an eight because it's very nice. It's very strong. It's very sweet. It's not too sweet. It's not too strong. It's quite well balanced. That's unusual for Brewdog beers. A lot of the times their beers either accidentally or deliberately are skewed one way or the other, like many snacks. But that's very well balanced and it tastes really good. I like it. Yeah. I'll have that again, definitely. I'm going to give it six. Um, I'm struggling for reasons tonight. He's hungover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm down the all day hangovers. Um, well, it's your love of industrial strength metal, isn't it? <laughs> Done for you once again. I can't get enough. Um, what did I say? Six. <laughs> no, that's, you, that's, not, kind of that's, not, that's not metal, my friend. <laughs> that wasn't me, that was shoved his pulse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll just move on to Grooven. Slayer fan in the corner? Um, yeah, I'd say five. I don't actually like it that much. Okay. I couldn't give that one less than nice eight. I'll give it a six. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that was our Gruben special. <laughs> Hello, Gruben. Hey. Uh, Gruben's Choice, <coughs> podcast number 42-ish. And the winner is? The winner is, by a point, Bash Basha. Bash, hey. Bash, Thanks to that high score. Of me. That wasn't deliberate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was our beer of the night, Bashar. They got 63%. It was a percentage point more than left-hand green juju imperial ginger yeah, I've <laughs> got 62, I can't possibly. Juju. Juju Ginger. Okay, that came second. 
Uh, and then Nanny Steak came third, and the gluten-free beer is it. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to send us any kind of messages or comments, you can. You can come to our website. You can email us, thebeercast.googlemail.com. You can Twitter us, we're thebeercast, or at thebeercast on Twitter. Come to our Facebook page, send us a postcard, carry a pigeon, whatever. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, I would think, maybe a bit longer, with what I would guess would be our Christmas spectacular. I, so. I would hope so. We're going to have lots of beers. Last time we had five or six beers. And it six. Was, was it six? Yeah, it's yeah, quite good. I remember. <laughs> we rattled through them in, in record time. Get the timer on for that one. We have to get the timer on for that one, yeah. Uh, and then it'll be our Beer of the Year show. So hey. until then, enjoy your Christmas shopping and goodbye. Bye. Bye.